Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that shows you how to become the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Steve Wershing. On this episode, we talk with David Lyon, CEO of Orange, the industry's first free wealth management platform. David was a practicing RIA for 10 years, and like other successful fintech CEOs, he began creating his technology to solve his own business problems. While practicing as an RIA, he made it clear that the value that he delivered to clients was through the wealth management and planning activities that he did for clients rather than the investment management. And while he used technology to help streamline his practice, um, he was frustrated about the lack of software he could use to facilitate the relationship. And so he began building it on his own. Eventually, that became the platform we know today as Orange. In our conversation, we discuss his transition from RIA to fintech executive, how he created Orange, and how he makes it free for advisors to use. We talk about how the fear that robos are a competitive threat is short-sighted. We talk about creating a customized experience, and we just discuss how he looked to the software giants to learn how to make a sophisticated and price-competitive experience for advisors and their clients. With that introduction, let's go to our conversation with David Lyon. David Lyon, welcome to the Becoming Referrable podcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about Orange and what it has to offer advisors. Yeah, um, you know, Orange is a wealth management software platform uh, for financial advisors. Um, you know, what really... You know, I think we're we're kind of laser focused on is, you know, helping advisors unlock uh, their potential, uh, and you know, being able to, you know, serve advisors through surfacing opportunities to help them achieve, you know, really better results for their clients first and foremost, um, but but also their businesses, and you know, in in how we're able to deliver that is is really offering advisors a, a free end-to-end software platform that encompasses uh, a whole lot of, of capabilities, but are, are, is really primarily focused in on portfolio construction, or balancing trading, client onboarding, uh, and client portal. Um, and really, in addition to the software that we provide to advisors, uh, Orange helps advisors uh, improve their bottom line. Um, through helping them lower their costs that they spend on software uh, and providing them uh, a marketplace of investment solutions that offers uh, them the ability to, to really lower the cost of investing for their clients. And so, so what, I'm sorry. So when you say, you know, help advisors achieve more, I'm assuming that you're not going to help me run faster and jump higher. So can you tell me a little bit more about what kind of potential you help advisors unlock through your system? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, um, I think there's all, every advisor runs their business differently. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, a motto that we live by uh, at, in, at Orange is, um, you know, helping bring the advisor to the forefront. Um, I think, you know, when, when many advisors you know, hear about technology platforms like ours, um, you know, they, they feel like we're trying to replace them in some way. Um, so, 
you know, we, we help bring a certain level of automation to, to what advisors do, but we, we really kind of pick and choose the places that we try to automate. Um, and, you know, we, we try to free advisors up uh, to really spend less time managing uh, and more time advising. And really what that means is, is you know, in, instead of advisors, um, you know, having to, to go through their Rolodex of clients, um, calling clients for their, their quarterly review check-in, their annual review, um, whatever that might be, Orange is actually surfacing those opportunities um, very similar to how you might even check your social media feeds, you know, on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, we're surfacing those opportunities to advisors in real time. So instead of talking to five clients that really don't need their attention, they can actually reach out and, and talk to the clients that do need their attention and actually have something meaningful to talk about with them. And I always think that sometimes when there's a new approach like you, you're providing that the story that got you here really makes it clear. And I wondered if I could back up to understand your kind of journey from being an RIA to, to founding Orange and, and you know, the gap that you saw for advisors that you wanted to fill. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it has been a journey. Um, you know, my background is, is not in software development. And as you mentioned, I was an RIA for, for 10 years and, um, you know, Orange or the idea for Orange really started when I had uh, challenges in, in the business that I was building and the business that I was running. Um, I was pretty fortunate to, to, to grow my business to a, a pretty decent level within a short period of time. Um, I, you know, I started my, my business, um, you know, kind of pre-recession. Um, and so I, you know, I, I went through all of the, you know, the trials and tribulations that every other advisor listening to this podcast did. But, uh, you know, I, I grew my business to about 200 million within about two years. Um, and, you know, and just really did that through a whole lot of activity, getting a ton of referrals. Um, and I think experiencing that kind of a growth um, exposed uh, a lot of weaknesses that I had in my business, um, but also I think just general challenges that, that advisors face every day um, in, in getting referrals, getting those referrals to meet with you for the first time, taking them through the process. And so really the, the gap in my business that I was trying to solve was, you know, really everything front office facing, um, connecting, communicating, collaborating with clients and, and prospects. Um, and that was really the biggest pain point that I had in my business and, um, you know, went out, was really searching for a solution to help me with this. Um, I, I really, I, I couldn't really find anything. Um, and, uh, that's when I kind of decided to, to do something about it, um, and, and hired, uh, a third party development firm, um, to, to, to help me solve the problem. Um, and that was, I think, really kind of the, the early days of Orange and um, used uh, the, the early version of, of Orange in my business uh, for a couple of years uh, and, and identified that, you know, there, there were others 
you know, in the industry that that had similar goals and challenges to overcome that that I did in my business. So. I mean, I want to understand more about Orange, but it's hard to let you go on a comment of I grew my business to $200 million in two years through referrals. Um, you know, <laughs> exactly. <lot> <laughs> can, <laughs> can you can we just pause on that for a moment and understand how you did that? Yeah, I, you know, um, you know, you, you, you start out and you pretty much write down, I created a spreadsheet, which, which were, were anti-spreadsheet, we're, we're anti-spreadsheets today here at Orange, but uh, I think a lot of advisors can, can identify with their love-hate relationship with spreadsheets, but um, the, you know, I, I created a list of my entire natural market, and I went out to, to, to my natural market, and I told them my story of what I was doing, um, and you know, and ask them for five people that they thought I would enjoy meeting. Right. And, you know, and, and so one is, is I think it, it starts with your natural market. Um, there's a lot of great tools out there and there's a lot of other great ways to, I think, try to try to waste your time to, to somehow uncover more uh, referral opportunities. But, you know, it starts with the people that, you know, the people that know and trust you um, and, and, and building on that and, and telling you know, I think a very authentic and honest story about, you know, who you are, what you're doing, um, and, uh, and, and growing it from there. You know, there, there's really no silver bullet to do that. Um, you know, I think I was, I was pretty fortunate in terms of, uh, you know, I think a, a, a couple of, uh, you know, kind of high net worth, uh, investors that, that were within my natural market, um, and uh, my first client was actually a hedge fund manager. Mm. Um, and uh, his comment to me was, most advisors are scared to walk into my office. Right? <laughs> uh, and, you know, for obvious reasons. But, you know, I had a personal relationship with, with, this, with this client um, before he actually became a client. And, um, you know, I, I had uh, an authentic story that I knew I could deliver on. Um, and I certainly wasn't going to walk into his office and tell him that I was going to be able to diversify his portfolio better than he could. Um, but you know, my story to him was, was I'm going to do a lot of things for you that you don't have time to do yourself. Um, and that I'm a second set of eyes on what you're doing, not just in your investment accounts, but within your overall, you know, wealth management plan. And, uh, you know, he, that was a, a, a refreshing story for him to hear, um, you know, and, and obviously we got into, you know, how does it work? What, you know, what are the opportunities that you're going to see? But, um, you know, I positioned myself to be very referable. You know, he knew that I wasn't going to uh, get in front of anyone that he connected me to uh, and, and, you know, and, and embarrass him uh, in, in any way. And the experience that I delivered to him uh, was one that, you know, he was happy to, to share with other folks that, you know, within his network. And, you know, I think that largely got me, you know, to, to where I was. Um, and it's, and it sounds like the, it was, so it was not the portfolio stuff that, that you put out forward, but it was more of the, the financial planning or the wealth management service that you put in front of them. Um, 
so that it added value to an investment manager. Is that is that fair? It's a hundred percent fair. Um, okay. You, you know, I mean, you know, the uh, he he was working with a private bank, um, and you know, he had lots of financial needs, um, and you know, uh, his situation was also fairly unique. I mean, he he was uh, he was taking a lot of risk in a lot of areas of his life, um, primarily his job. Right. Where like 70 percent of his income was generated based on the type of performance that he had. Um, but he was running other areas of his life um, similar to the way that he was running his business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, it, it was it was really just a second. And that was all in second nature to him. Right. Where he was like, this is this is the way that I live my life. This is the way I've built a really great business. Um, and, uh, and it's working for me. Um, and And so when, when you, when you, when he referred you to some people and you started working with them, what was your approach to those folks and getting referrals from them? It was the same exact, it was the same exact way. Uh, you know, um, I think, I think sometimes, um, and it's not just with advisors, it's with other business owners and you get in front of a, you know, a business opportunity, uh, potential client and, you start to change your story or you take a different approach with them. Um, and you know, I, I haven't found that to be successful, uh, in, in, in building my businesses, but, um, other, other people try to do that. Right. You know, they, they try to be too much of an option quarterback where, you know, I can be a fee-based planner for you, but I'll be, you know, if, uh, you know, a commission broker for this person, or, you know, I'm just trying to build a book of business. And then five years down the road, you know, you have an efficiency problem, right? Where mm-hmm. you're serving seven different types of clients and um, it, it, it becomes a challenge. So, you know, I mean, I knew early on that I needed, you know, there was a, a natural market that I had and I had a specific type of an approach to that market. Um, and, you know, and this was, this was the type of business that I was going to build. And if it didn't work out for somebody, you know, that's okay too, right? Yeah. As long as they had a good, good experience working through that process with me to decide to not hire me, um, that was, I was far better off in my business. Sure. Um, and, yeah. and that also makes you more referable as well. Right. And, and you had, you had said that you'd created Orange um, to address a couple of specific challenges in your own business. What, what, were, what were those challenges that you created Orange to solve? Uh, connecting with referrals that I got, um, you know, I was, I was, I ended up meeting with about three out of every 10 referrals that I would get. Um, and I was getting referred strongly, uh, in, in, into, you know, in, into these, these prospective clients. Um, I, all of them, I, I had a really good process where, you know, I would ask, I would ask and, you know, they'd say, yeah, I can think of five people. Um, and I tried really, really hard to not leave the room until they gave me the names of five people because, you know, they're, they're going to go back to their busy lives and, you know, wherever I fall on the totem pole, I, I fall, but this was my business and I took it seriously. And so I would follow up with them and I give them, you know, two or three sentences of how I like to be introduced. And I never called a referral, uh, without being introduced before, uh, or prior to, and, um, you know, but even with all of that, uh, I was only meeting with about three out of every 10 of them because they were also very busy. 
Um, most of them were business owners. Um, and, you know, and, and, and a lot of them had been approached by financial advisors, you know, uh, very often. Um, so I knew I needed to have a more convenient and accessible way mm -hmm. to connect with those referrals. Right? Yeah. And so that's, so that's interesting. Cause I, 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 I'm not sure if, if you, if you know, but you know, we, we here, you know, are, are advocates of not asking for referrals. So the fact that you did it and it worked for you is really interesting. And then, and then how, what does orange do that helps you connect better with those folks? It's, uh, it, it, it's really, you know, the way that we like to think of it is it, it's a digital extension of the advisor's business. And, you know, when, when you have, you think through that, that awkward first meeting that you have with a prospective client and, you know, it's a get to know you break the ice type of a meeting. Um, you know, you may get into, you know, tell me, uh, you know, what are you currently doing today? What are your goals? What's going well? What's not going well? Um, and, you know, I think a lot of what I identified was, was the reason why I wasn't meeting with more was purely because people were kind of avoiding having that meeting. They didn't have time to have that meeting. Um, and, you know, and they weren't quite sure what kind of value I could provide, um, you know, that they weren't getting already. And, um, and, and so, what Orange was doing uh, in, in that case is, you know, providing them, uh, you know, really a, a flavor of what it's like to work with me, you know, uh, a, a kind of a core tenant of, of my business and a core tenant of the value that Orange delivers is, is, you know, I'm here to make your life easier. Um, and you can see me as much as you want to see me, or you can meet with me as little as you want to. But I need to be connected. I need to have an understanding of what's going on um, so I can make smart decisions for you or advise you to make smart decisions in other areas of your financial life. Um, so it's really that first entry point where a prospect can kind of come in. They can build their net worth and balance sheet in one place. They can set some goals. Um, they can communicate with with their, their advisor, their, the, the prospective advisor that they're interviewing. Um, and it, it really provides the prospective client, um, you know, some, some self-driven tools to, to be able to do that um, as opposed to, you know, working on the advisor schedule, um, which tends to lead to lower conversion rates. Interesting. So you had mentioned that, um, well, let me say, can you tell us a bit about the revenue model for Orange? Because you mentioned it was quite quite different than what we see out there. Yeah, um, you know, and, and uh, some of our our business model uh, at Orange um, is is also, I think, really designed based on you know the experience that I had as an advisor, where you know I, I licensed a lot of technology during the time that I was in active practice and. Um, you know, I tended to avoid software platforms that, uh, were, were charging me basis points. Um, it was, it was pretty foreign concept to me to, to, to pay a percentage of my revenue, um, to use software. Um, and I, I knew that, you know, in, in order for us to, to truly be on the same side of the table as the advisor. Um, 
you know, we, we couldn't ask them for a percentage of their revenue. Um, and really the, the second thing was, you know, looking outside of our industry, who's the best in the technology business at building software, at building businesses that build software. Um, and, you know, and we looked to companies like Adobe, um, Dropbox, um, you know, there's a whole host of kind of, you know, Google with, you know, a lot of their G Suite products and, um, you know, they've built world-class software um, without, uh, you know, really within kind of that freemium construct. And, um, you know, and, and, and so that's kind of really how we've structured our business uh, here at Orange. And, you know, we knew uh, that there were uh, a number of headwinds within the industry uh, that advisors were facing. Um, there's, there's, there's fee compression that's going on in the industry. I think it's most prevalent, uh, within, uh, the asset manager, uh, vertical right now. Um, but we're starting to see it kind of creep into, uh, custodians. We're starting to see, you know, advisors, uh, you know, fee structures, um, you know, trying to kind of find what's the next model that is, is really the best. Uh, for, for both the clients and the advisor's business. Um, and so we felt like we had this opportunity being a young company um, to, to try to be part of that change. And so our platform is entirely free uh, for advisors. Um, there is a, a premium upgrade path um, that advisors uh, can uh, pay a fee uh, to, to have some, some premium features within our platform. But um, you know, we, we primarily, uh, you know, make our money, um, you know, through, uh, asset manager partnerships, um, that, that we have, um, with, with some of the largest, uh, asset managers, uh, in the industry. Um, you know, we have, we have partnerships with BlackRock and, uh, Invesco and Oppenheimer and Wisdom Tree and PIMCO, uh, just to name a few. And, really what they're paying us for is better data and analytics on their funds. Um, and they, they, they have, they have a need for that, you know, particularly one because, uh, you know, data on ETFs is, is typically very difficult, uh, to track for them. Um, and, uh, and two is, is really the data that they get, uh, from from other uh, sources, and uh, you know, we're we're only one of many that that provide asset managers data and analytics. It's just we've actually built uh, a data and analytics platform uh, from the ground up uh, with this specific purpose in mind. So we're just able to provide them cleaner data, better data, more actionable data. Um, you know, really without um, you know, kind of divulging, uh, or, you know, breaking, uh, the trust of any of the advisors that use our platform. So we're not providing them with, you know, any, uh, investor personal identifiable information. Um, they just want to know how their funds are being used, um, you know, inflows and outflows and, um, you know, a whole host of other, uh, kind of analytics. And that's really, 
I think at, at, at the heart of, of, you know, our revenue model. So can advisors use money managers that are not on your platform? Um, they, they, they can, and that's really the, the premium upgrade path. Um, so, you know, the, um, they can use our platform, uh, without, you know, upgrading, um, you know, they, they're just not going to be able to do any trading or rebalancing through our platform, um, you know, unless they use our partner's funds. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the upgrade, uh, is, uh, you know, amongst, I think the, the, the lowest fees, uh, in the industry, uh, for a tool set, uh, and a solution set like orange provides, uh, it's under, under $5,000 a year per firm. Um, and you know, they get a fully featured, uh, trading rebalancing system, portfolio construction, client onboarding, account aggregation, and a client portal. Um, so, you know, I, I think we feel really good at orange, uh, you know, about that price point. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're adding more and more managers every day. Um, you know, our goal is that advisors don't have to pay for, for orange at all. Um, you know, we, in our first, uh, full year, uh, out in the marketplace, we, we brought on 17 asset manager partners. Um, you know, by the end of this year, we, we should have about 30. So, uh, we're, we're really excited about that. And can you talk, David, about how all of that comes together in terms of delivering a really, um, you know, extraordinary client experience? You know, what are, what are the components of doing that? Um, obviously, your technology enables it, but what should advisors be thinking about in delivering a great experience? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's, that's a really, a really great question. Um, you know, it, I, I think it, it has to start with the client and, and what their needs are. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of client experiences, and I, I was certainly in this boat when I was in active practice, um, where, where I actually designed the client experience around my business operation needs um, versus uh, what my clients need. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's got to start with the client. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, when you, when, you, when you think about what that client experience is, you know, the first step is, is to map out the client journey. Um, and, you know, and what do you want your business, your service and your expertise to deliver to those clients? And what does that look like? Um, and then I think then you go back and you you design your your business operations and processes uh, around that. And then you decide what tools do I need to deliver that? Um, so I, I think it's got to start with the client um, and, and what their needs are. Uh, and, and what type of business are you going to run, uh, you know, in terms of delivering that, that service and expertise, uh, to your clients. Can you, can you give us an example, David, of, of, you know, how a client's needs would be reflected in that experience and then how your, your platform helps facilitate that? Yeah. I, you know, it, it, it start it starts with, you know, before they're a client, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, a lot of, we, 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 we talk about this a lot and, and I have these conversations, uh, you know, quite, quite a bit, but, 
the client experience starts with the first time that you get introduced to a prospect. Um, and you know, and, and what does that look like? You know, are you, are you asking them to gather up their statements in a shoebox and bring it down to you and meet for an hour and then they go back and you input all that data, you know, into, you know, a financial planning system and it spits out a 30 page document and you go and you meet about that. Um, you know, what, what does that look like? And I think, um, you know, that, that journey, you know, really has to start with the first time that you come in contact, uh, with a prospective client and, you know, and, and taking it from there. Um, you know, I think that the, the two biggest pain points that we've seen, um, both on the client side and on the advisor side is, is onboarding. And, you know, the onboarding experience is very cumbersome, but really that onboarding experience starts before you're transferring an account or opening a new account. You know, it, it comes in the, the, the discovery phase of the areas of opportunity um, that, that you can provide value to a client in. So I think, I th- and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you've spoken about helping advisors provide clients and an Amazon-like experience. You talked about, you know, looking to the people who've really mastered the sort of freemium model and, and, and are really sharp on the programming side. And Amazon, of course, would be considered in, in that group. But how, how do you translate an Amazon-like experience into the financial advisor space? Because it's kind of a different... It's a different kind of relationship that someone would have with an advisor than, than Amazon. How, how, do, how do you adapt that idea to what an advisor does for a client? You know, that, I mean, that, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think Amazon at the surface is, is more transactional and, and advisors are, are more relationship-based. You know, but, but if you unpack it a little... Uh, advisors in Amazon are, are both service providers who really both should be making the lives of their customers easier by saving them time. Um, you know, they both should be helping customers save money and they both should be offering their customers the best service and experience available. And, you know, so, you know, while Amazon is, is delivering goods to their customers, that might be interpreted as, as, as being very different than what advisors do for clients. Um, you know, both are very similar and, you know, there's, there's a lot that I think advisors can adopt and apply from providers like Amazon, uh, in designing a client journey that starts with the client first, then designing their operations around those needs. So, you know, I, I don't think there's really any risk in providing an Amazon-like experience or trying to adapt and apply. I think some of the principles that Amazon is really well known for, and you know, a, a better experience is, is going to lead to happier clients, more referrals, uh, and and when implemented well, uh, a more efficient business for the advisor. Yeah, and I would I would agree with that because I think that a lot of there's so much to be learned from looking outside our industry, right? In on, on experience, and then really asking, uh, you know, what 
yeah, what, what's consistent with that experience? What feelings is it evoking? What, you know, why do clients love it so much? And then what does that mean in our world? Um, I think it's a great exercise for advisors to go through. Yeah. And, and we, 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 we do that every day here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, I mean, we're looking up to, you know, the, the best in the business, whether it's, you know, Amazon or Uber or Netflix or, uh, Apple, or, I mean, you know, I mean, have you ever thought about the experience of what it's like to, I don't know if you're Apple or Android users, but the experience of opening an Apple product is amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I mean, they've thought through every single detail, you know, they're selling a phone for a thousand dollars and, you know, and they want people to have the experience of, of, of what they're paying for. And, you know, I, you know, I think there's, a, there's, there's so much that we can learn, um, you know, with, if, if, if we can just, you know, I think get out of our own way and, 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 and look at other industries and not say that, you know, you know, Amazon, you know, what they do doesn't apply to what we do. Um, you know, all of those leaders in the industry, in, in all industries, are setting the bar that everyone else has to live up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think with <clears throat> Apple, you know, when I, uh, my, the example I always use is when I call them for service and then they ask me what kind of music I want to listen to while I'm on hold. <laughs> um, I, cool. I still find quite unique, but really that's about personalization, right? How do we personalize the client experience? And, and frankly, that's where technology plays a huge role, right? Because we, we can't make that happen without technology. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to start wrapping up unless there's something else, Julie, that you wanted to, uh, to ask David. No, no, I was just, I just, I, I was going to ask you if you, if you felt that, uh, you know, if advisors are thinking about client experience and about what would truly set them apart, is there a, you know, is there a place to start? Is there something specific or a question you think that they need to be asking themselves? Yeah, um, that's a really, that's a, that's a really good question. I can answer that in a lot of different ways. I, you know, I, I think that um, you know, three, three kind of quick things kind of come to my mind. Um, you know, one I think is, uh, think about how you service your clients. Um, you know, if I could go back 10 plus years, uh, to, to reinvent, you know, the, the service model that I created, um, you know, I would have completely eliminated quarterly reviews and annual reviews. Um, and that, that was, that was part of the genesis of, of, of why I created orange, but it, it took me a long time to get there. It took me a long time to realize that. But if you think about it, um, you know, the service models that we're employing now for clients, um, is we're, we're kind of tethering their lives to a quarterly calendar and, and, and people's lives don't unfold the same way that, that earnings reports do. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think that that's where it's got to start. Um, you know, when we think about the client journey and experience and being referable, um, you know, people want to, you know, really, I think have uh, a customized experience and, 
you know, that boils down to the core tenets of why people hire advisors, you know, people hire advisors because, you know, they, they want a higher level of service. They want a personal relationship with somebody that's uh, guiding them uh, and, and helping them with their investment and their wealth management plans. Um, you know, and they want some level uh, of, of customization. Um, and, you know, and I think it's, it's really on, on us as advisors. I still consider myself an advisor, um, but I'm not an active practice. And, you know, that's, I think that's our responsibility, you know, to, uh, to deliver that. And, uh, you know, I, when, when I, when I started orange, you know, the, the, the big buzz was, our robo is going to replace advisors. And I, I think we've kind of come to a point to where I think we, we know that's not going to happen, but I think what's, what's, what's kind of, you know, humorous to, to reflect back on is the days when we thought that, you know, robos are going to replace advisors. Um, and now we're seeing providers like Betterment um, marketing aggressively uh, that they now have human advisors. <laughs> right. So, so every advisor listening to this can feel very comforted that they're in the right place. They're doing the right things for people. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, just, uh, really focus in on that client journey and that service model. Um, and, uh, I think that that's, I think that that's kind of the, the, the key point here. And and where where do you where do you figure out where to draw that line, David? To to you know on on what things you customize and and how far the customization goes, without actually you know while while you can still have a particular brand identity, where you can still what what how do you decide what you're consistent on and what you customize so that there's this consistent service proposition out there with you know with, with customization within it. Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think just like getting a referral, I think, and, and I know that you're not about asking for referrals, but you got to ask your clients what they want. Um, and, you know, not every service to every client can be entirely unique, right? Because that's totally not efficient. But um, I, I think that the way that you're seeing, and I'm going to tie this back to technology, but you know, I think when you look at software and technology that was created 10 years ago, it, it was very rigid and, you know, and it was very workflow oriented. Um, if you think back to, you know, uh, different workflows that you create within your Salesforce CRM, um, you know, it's it, they're, they're static workflows, right, that are customizable. Um, but what happens when your client goes off script? And, you know, they need something that's not part of your workflow, right? How efficient is that? Um, and so I, I think you, you, just, you just have to really ask your clients what kind of experience do they want? Um, I, I think, you know, uh, kind of an old practice uh, within the industry is, is, you know, segmenting your clients and then, you know, whether they're, you know, A, B or C clients, the A clients are going to go into your high service model uh, and the B clients are going to go into kind of, you know, uh, I'm going to touch them four times a year and your C clients, I'm going to touch them two times a year. Um, that doesn't work because some of your A clients 
just may not want to meet with you four or five times a year. Right. And so mm-hmm. that, that's, a bad, that's a bad experience for them. So, you know, I, I think you, you have to have a baseline of this is what my, my general service model looks like. And this is the experience that I want to create for them. And what are the tools that I need to use to support that? Um, you know, where I think today, just tying again this back to technology a little bit, I think advisors are, are largely viewing technology uh, as a stack, right? And they're, they're checking the box on, you know, the, the seven to eight to sometimes 10 or more things that they need to use to, to run their business without uh, or very little consideration to how those tools support the journey and the service that they provide. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, David, you know, it, it, there's been a lot of good stuff in this in this interview, and uh, unfortunately, we've got to wrap it up. But if if there are advisors who'd like to find out a little bit more about Orange and uh, how it can help them create an experience like that, uh, where can they go to find out more? Uh, they they can go to our website at runorange.com. That's R-U-N-O-R-A-N-J.com. Um, you know, or they can call us. Uh, we have a, a, a number here at 312-635-0889. Well, that's great. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us here on Becoming Referrable. Yeah, thank you. No, my pleasure. Thank you guys very much. I enjoyed it. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. Thanks so much for joining us.